I, I do have a sermon, and it does actually apply. But um, I, uh, I just, I, I cannot thank you enough. This, this, you, this is our church family. We love all of you. Um, I know I've said that before. I said it when I started this process and told you all about it back in July, uh, whenever we announced that we were leaving. Um, but, uh, but I've just experienced that love in so many ways. I mean, I couldn't have moved out of my house without the help that I got from the church. Uh, from just so many people in the church that have, that came over and, and helped us in so many ways, and um, and just getting to know all of you. When I came here, I found a bulletin as I was cleaning out my house. I actually found the bulletin. I believe it was from the first Sunday I was here. Me and Beth had come. We tried literally every Southern Baptist church in the area, and uh, we had never been up here because I had never come to Valley Center, even though I lived in Escondido for the last eight years. Um, and so I was like, okay, we'll try this church. And I came here, and I had the first bulletin from 2012. And I believe that we didn't come back then after that for like several weeks because I went and tried another church. And then God just said, nope, you're supposed to be in Valley Center. And so we came back here after that. But I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I didn't know how long. I didn't know exactly how long we'd been here. But um, over the time, as God has, has moved us here, it really has given us a family since all of our blood families in South Carolina and um, and all of you truly are brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's the way I feel. Um, and it's hard, like Gunnar said, this is really bittersweet for me. I, I know God wants us in Japan. I feel called to it. I love that I, I already know kind of the church there, so I love the church. I love the people, and it, and I and I feel like God wants us there for long term. But I also am um, really going to miss what we have here, and uh, it's very difficult to say goodbye. Um, I can't really express to you how much the church means to me, Beth, and Bradley. Um, uh, Bradley doesn't know any other people. I know he, like, screams at most of you whenever you try to say hello to him. I'm sorry for that. Maybe one day when we come back through, he won't be quite as screamy, and we'll actually say hello. Uh, maybe he'll say konnichiwa or ohayo gozaimasu or something. But, um, you know, hopefully he'll be a little more, uh, a little less shy when we come back through. Um, as I tried to pinpoint what it was that really drew us here to Valley Baptist Church, uh, there's a lot of things, but but one thing kept coming back to my mind. And as I was, I, I most of y'all know I was gone. We, me and Beth were gone for three weeks and just got back for last Sunday service. We got back on Friday night, and uh, and if if you're friends with me on Facebook, after the service, like I'm sitting in the back there, and we had been gone, we'd visit, we'd been at my family's churches while we were back home. But as I walked back through the doors here, and just listening to the music, and listening to the worship, and experiencing the worship, with it's one thing to go to a place where you know you can worship, obviously, but it's a whole different thing to come into a place where you consider home. And, and, and you know the person worshiping beside you, and you see the people up front, and you know what they're going through, and you know the pain that they're dealing with, or, the, or the, good, the joy that they're dealing with, and all of these other things. And it makes the worship so much more special because you're with your family. You're with the people that you care about and you love. And, and as I thought about that last week, I, I thought about Psalm 133.1 that says uh, how good it is for brothers to dwell together and sisters, I believe, to dwell together in unity. And if there's one thing that sets, I believe, Valley Baptist Church apart from and really drew us here, was it was the unity, the family, uh, the bonds that we have as brothers and sisters in Christ um, that you don't always find 
in church. Uh, we've sat in churches and had nobody speak to us for years, to be honest. Um, and But here, people are open. We, none of us are perfect. None of us always do the right thing, say the right thing, think the right, you know, however it is. But one thing we've seen here is unity. And that, and that brought me to what I kind of wanted to say today um, before we leave. I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. 1 Corinthians 12, it starts with kind of focusing on the spiritual gifts and saying that each one of us is given a gift by God and, and in some way, and, that, and those look different for every person. And then he comes down to verse 12, and he says this, For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, Behold, because I am not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the ear says, Because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it's not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole if the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it's much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we deem less honorable on these we bestow more honor, and our less presentable members become much more presentable. Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we just take a few minutes today to look at your word um, and, and to think about what it means to truly be the body of Christ uh, as you have called us to be and as we, as we truly are who know you as our personal Lord and Savior, may you uh, be honored and glorified in each one of us through our fellowship here at Valley Baptist Church, through our connection around the world, um, through the missions we support, through the people that we consider a part of our body who aren't even here. And Lord, we give you the honor and the glory and the praise today. May this be done to your glory in Christ's name. Amen. Um, it, it's interesting to me when I read this, you know, I'm leaving, but I still feel like, and, and I told Gunnar this, and that's why I've been trying to, I even told, you know, the, as I've been talking to the other church and stuff, especially when I found out like, hey, there's an, an actual legal requirement that I have a sending organization over here. I was like, well, there's no other place that it should be. It should be Valley Baptist Church. That's our home. When we come back through here, I, I want st- to, unfortunately, going flying to South Carolina, you don't fly to South Carolina from Japan. You fly to LAX or San Diego or San Francisco. You fly somewhere on the West Coast before going to the East Coast. So it's like, oh, well, it's perfect. We're not going to take a two, three, four-year-old over to the East Coast without a stop. So our church family's here, so it makes it perfect. And for me, the connection doesn't end just because we happen to live on the other side of the world. Fortunately, in this day and age, I mean, I talk to Chris Guess on, in Romania all the time on Facebook. 
And, and, and one of the things that makes that possible is because of this concept of the church being the body of Christ. It's fascinating to me that if you went around uh, all over in our church body or take all Christians all around the world and you gave them all surveys and you said, you ask them general questions like, what kind of food do you like? Where do you like to go hang out? What kind of clothes do you like to wear? What kind of, uh, you know, what, what language do you speak? What, what uh, you know, all these, you could ask all these random questions. What are your politics? All these other things. And guess what? You would get a billion different answers. Even in our church, do you think we all think the same about every little detail of life? I guarantee you we do not, Rachel. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Somebody said that. But anyway, no, we don't. Every one of us thinks differently about different things and all like that. But yet, we come here to 1 Corinthians, and God makes it clear that in Christ, when we come together as the church that he calls us, we're called the body of Christ. We're called to be one as that body. You don't have a body, and, and, and he goes on to talk about this, if your hand decides, I'm going to leave. Well, now your body's cut off. You're, you're missing part of it. If your ear doesn't work, if your eye doesn't work, there's something wrong with it. Where he's called us to work together as this body of Christ. Now, how is this possible? Because I'm telling you right now, some of you would start talking to me and be like, ooh, that Ben, I'm really glad he's leaving. He's got some weird b beliefs. He's kind of got some weird things he likes to do. He needs to leave. He, he didn't, we don't want him here anyway. Send him to Japan. But <laughs> how is it possible for this bond when all of us are so different. And we, I mean, I come from South Carolina. When I talk to Gunner about South Carolina, he thinks I am like talking about, I could, I might as well be talking about like Japan or Asia, you know, I mean, I ate squirrel when I went back home. It was good too. Yes. Um, I mean, he just doesn't, I fed him grits. And if you really should go watch the video on my Facebook page, it's hilarious. Um, so there's so many differences. So how can, you know, me, boy from South Carolina, and Gunner, a boy from California, you know, who grew up surfing, and me who hates the, being in the ocean, really, um, how in the world can we be one in Christ? <laughs> it's because in verse 12 and 13, when it says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body so it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by what? One Spirit. I didn't get saved by a different Holy Spirit than what any of you did, and you didn't get saved by a different Holy Spirit than what I did. And so it doesn't matter where we met Jesus Christ at, whether it was California or South Carolina or Florida or New Mexico or whatever it is, or Africa or Japan or anywhere else, when we come to Christ at the foot of the cross, we're all equal. We're all the same. And God puts within us, gives us the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is what makes us one. And that means that as I grow in the Holy Spirit, and as I grow closer to Him, that I become one with people who I don't maybe look like, who I don't maybe talk like, who I don't maybe think like all the time, but the Holy Spirit's working within us all to use, just as chapter 12 starts off with, those gifts that make us different. Yes, the gift of a finger is very different than the gift of an ear. My ear can do things my finger can't. My finger can grab things and lift stuff and all of this, and it can feel stuff and tell me whether something's hot, but it can't hear anything. And if I have a finger, but I don't have an ear, then I can hear, I can, 
then I can feel lots of stuff, but I can't hear a single thing. So the body needs all those parts. It needs us to be different. It needs us to have different likes and, and, and feelings and actions and all of those things in order to make up one complete body of Christ, whether it's here in a local setting or all around the world as the larger body of Christ all scattered all throughout the world. But how does this unique, how does this unity actually work in the Holy Spirit? He goes on from 14 through 20 here and he talks about how the body's not made up of one part, but many. If the foot says, I'm not a hand, and, and you can read that there, and it says the whole body were an eye, where the sense of hearing be, just like we were saying there, the unity works because, not in spite of, our unique gifting. Don't ever think that, you, you, you know, we spend a lot of time sometimes looking at other people and saying, um, and, and I used to do this growing up in our church. We had a very missions-oriented church where I grew up, and you'd see these missionaries come in and say, well, if I was really serving the Lord, maybe I'd go, I need to follow them to Africa. I need to go serve in Cambodia or somewhere else. That's where God, that's where really real servants of God go. But that's not what the Bible really teaches at all. It teaches that each one of us has a place to play, in, to, to serve in the body of Christ. And that that's not going to look the same for everybody else. Because while one of us may be a finger or a toe, another one might be a nose or, or something else, but all of us have gifting and have a calling to be a part of that body in exactly how God has given us. And if we look across and we're so focused on, well, I'm not good enough because I'm not doing what he's doing. I'm not doing what she's doing. Well, guess what? You're probably not doing what God's calling you to do at that point. And all of us have a unique gifting to do. When everyone's unified, not by being the same, but by using our unique gifts to further Christ's kingdom, then we experience the joy and peace that comes from that unity. I go back to Psalm 133.1 that I was thinking of last week. Psalm 133.1-3 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edges of his robe. It's like a dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forever. Now, I don't know about you when somebody talks about pouring oil over me. That doesn't actually sound like that much fun. But, yeah, don't, don't, don't just dump oil all over me. Um, but at that time, they're thinking of these beautiful perfumed oils and things that would, you know, they didn't take regular showers and stuff like that. They didn't have the... And so a beautiful smelling oil that would perfume the beard. You know, I don't have a beard, um, and, and I never will think, you know, for one thing, Beth would, like, disown me probably. But um, God did not gift me with that ability. So, um, but for those who do and have, you know, sometimes you get stuff in there. You want something that's going to be able to clean all that out and make it smell good and make it, you know, you know, people still use, like, wax and stuff on beards and mustaches. Not me, because I can't grow one of those either. But, um, you know, I had friends who had, like, curly, you know, the, whatever, the handlebar mustaches and stuff and did that. But it's the same way here. When we get along like that, and when we're able to put aside our differences and focus on the Holy Spirit and who we are in Jesus Christ and our part of coming here and being a part of the body, then we're able to see God bless us by bringing us so close together that those differences don't make a difference. Yes, you're always going to think differently than somebody else. You're always not going to see eye to eye on every little detail. 
we're always going to serve in different places. I'm going to serve in Japan, and y'all are going to stay here and serve. But at the same time, because we're all one in the Holy Spirit, and we're all using what God has gifted us with and called us to, then we're all a part of the same body, and we're all unified in that spirit no matter where we find ourselves. And so we focus on the Holy Spirit, and as we do that, our unity grows as our love for each other grows out of our relationship with the, with the Holy Spirit. He goes on in verse 21, and he says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, these parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with honor, and the parts that are unrepresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. The great thing about this unity in the Holy Spirit is that if we focus on that unity and not focus on our differences, then it forces us to be humble and realize that we need each other. Just because I'm going to Japan, the, one, of the, one of the things that I really wanted to guard against was, was losing my connection to my church family here. I did that when I joined the chaplaincy. I was in a church. I, I left through some circumstances there and, and, and literally had like no church when I really went to the chaplaincy. I mean, I was a member at one, but it didn't really mean very much. And and, and I'd never had a connection with another church. And in the chaplaincy, you're kind of, you're always moving. You actually need that connection, and you don't really have it in a lot of cases. Here, I have the connection. And to me, the body of Christ, you have to have that support from no matter, no matter where you're at. Yeah, eventually, I mean, I, I hope I'll find that same fellowship and, uh, fellowship and stuff with those in Japan. But I feel like building those roots as deep as you can, no matter where you find yourself, and keeping those roots strong, and realizing that it's that that supports you and gives you the strength to keep going. Because you realize that you can't do it all alone. None of us can go do the Christian life, be what the Lord has called us to be, without realizing that he's given us an entire group of people, of Christians, of fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are there to help us do whatever he's called us to do. I would not be going to Japan if really if it wasn't for y'all. It, it, was, it was three, two, almost three, it was three years here at this church of God working in our lives and bringing us to where he wanted us to be, not where I thought I should be in 2016, but where God knew I should be in order to get me to this place, in order to get us to this place. But it took a church family for him to work through each one of you in many ways that you'll never know, in many ways that maybe I don't even recognize at this point, for God to say, this is what I want you to do at this point. And who knows where it'll be 10 years from now, but I do know that it's going to be a lot of other Christians praying and seeking and serving and being there supporting us in our ministry and us lifting you, you all up in prayer to see what God's going to do through this body. Growing in faith and possible only through the Holy Spirit and increasing in love go hand in hand. Uh, I was interested to read, I was reading in my devotions this week, 2 Thessalonians 1.3 popped up, uh, might have been last week, but it says, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as is only fitting, 
because your faith is greatly enlarged and the love of each one of you toward one another grows ever greater. It's interesting to me that there in 2 Thessalonians 1.3, Paul ties your faith growing, which is a work of the Holy Spirit. Remember, it's all based on the fact that we have the same Holy Spirit. And he ties becoming growing in love for each other as the body of Christ directly to our faith growing as we are led by the Holy Spirit. And so where's the individual part of it come in? It doesn't come in and seeking to do more and more and more. It comes in and opening your heart to more of the Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do today? How can I love you more? How can I serve you more? And, and that may simply be you know, getting into the Word of God more so you can hear the Holy Spirit's voice as He speaks to you. It may simply be um, uh, you know, making a commitment that you're going to be with the body of Christ when they meet for worship so that you can grow together as the family of God. But whatever it is, as you serve the Lord and serve and, and see the Holy Spirit work in your life, you're going to find something happening. Those differences that exist within you and between other people, all of a sudden those aren't going to mean so much. Because when you look across the aisle, you're not going to see a person that you disagree with so much. You're going to see a person that you love as a brother or a sister in Jesus Christ. And you're going to be able to accept them and embrace them for who they are, not because of what, how good you are or how good they are, but how good our Holy Spirit is and how great our God is. And then he ends in verse 27, and he says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. I feel like as I'm leaving here today, I'm leaving a family, but I still have a family, and I'm still a part of this ministry because I'm going, and I'm going to be your hands, your feet in Japan. Our church is not just those who are seated right here in this room right now. Our church is Chris Guest in Romania. Our church is Mike and, Ke and Kelly Nichols serving in Tanzania. Our church is, is Josh and Heidi Manning serving in New Mexico and getting ready to go do other ministry there. Our church will, will be Beth and I in Japan serving with another church who will be reaching out and expanding the reaches of Valley Baptist Church even further than what they do now. That's the way you look at what God is doing in our church. So yes, it is bitter and it's hard to say goodbye, but I also feel like what God is doing is letting me be a part of the body of Valley Baptist and expand your reach and what God is doing through you even in more places around the world. John 17, Jesus' final prayer, and he prayed for all of us as he was praying in the garden, and he's praying here, and he says in John 17, 20 through 23, he says, I do not ask on behalf of all these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me the glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one, just as we are one, I and them and you and me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. How do we fulfill that? We grow closer to the Holy Spirit and we grow in the love that he gives us for all the brothers and sisters in Christ and recognize your place and my place as being part of the body of Christ. Would you pray with me? Lord, 
I'm so thankful for this family uh, that you've given my family. Lord, I thank you for each person here at Valley Baptist Church, for their love for you that spread into their love for Beth and Bradley and myself. And God, I just ask that you would just bless them, that you would just um, help us all to feel your presence in our lives through your Holy Spirit, that if there's one person in here today who doesn't recognize that same bond and know that same love, that they would open their hearts to your amazing grace and what you did at the cross of Calvary. God, we give you all the honor and glory and praise today, and thank you for this opportunity, and we love you in Christ's name.